everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 145th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who are looking for a job in this post-COVID job market an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is the 103rd episode. This is part of my partnership with The Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. In this episode, we have Ash Ramirez, who's most recently a DEI director and consultant at The Many. You know, Ash, really happy to have you here. Hey, Matt, how are you? <laughs> Good. Let me just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with the last two years, how you've been keeping busy, you know, your kind of current situation. Well, I mean, everyone knows since 2020, I mean, well, in diversity work, this this work has happened since, you know, 400 years, right? Um, but 2020 really was a catalyst for a lot of companies to take diversity, equity, and inclusion and prioritize it, especially when it came to supporting um, their Black and Brown employees. So. Uh, since 2020, it, it's it's been busy. It really has, um, from a professional standpoint. Um, and I think personally, though, I mean, I've gone through uh, quite a few jobs and, and trying to understand where I fit in the grand scheme of of that work. Um, I've leveled up from a manager to a director um, in that time, and yeah, I've I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned how to implement strategies. I've learned what what works and what doesn't. Um, and I think that's been like maybe the the silver lining out of all of this is just that there's there, there's more experience that I've gained coming out of it, but it's still not easy work. Um, and it, it's very much needed not only within the creative industries, but like in all industries at this point. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think this work is beyond important. I love the last part you said, and I know this podcast is is more advertising focused, but do you even do you want to just stay in the advertising world or like you said every company across the board needs to you know prioritize this so maybe you're open to expanding out of this little world yeah i've been in advertising and marketing for six years now over six years which i feel like it's a long time for people who are in the ad world um and i i love it i love the create creative aspects but i think creativity is can be utilized in other industries as well so like i want to lean into that a little bit um um you know maybe like from a design standpoint or from like the work standpoint but um i i think i'm ready maybe to try something a little different um i i think i'm interested in the the tech sphere especially just how things are going um and i, I think that's exciting i want to see what is transferable from the in, from the ad industry to the tech industry. Yeah, super cool. Maybe maybe just tell everyone a little bit now about yourself. You know, what agencies you've worked at, how you got into the DEI space, which as you said, but for, for people who maybe aren't aware, is diversity, equity, and inclusion and the importance of that in the workspace and, and maybe just what you're looking for in your next role. Yeah, yeah. So hi, everybody. My name is Ash Ramirez. My pronouns are they, LA, and Bobby. If you're feeling spicy, it's a very suitable professional pronoun. Um, I identify as a proud, queer, trans, non-binary Latina. Um, I'm actually a product of diversity programming myself. I have been part of the MATE program, the uh, which is the Multicultural Advertising Internship Program. I feel like people are pretty familiar with that now. Um, and then the Most Promising uh, Multicultural Student Program, which is through um, AAF. So, um, I'm sorry about that. Um, and um, from from that, I started out as a PM, um, but was real only in there for a short amount of time before I made the move to diversity work. Sorry, hang no on. Um, um, sorry about that. Um, so I was 
a PM, but shortly after moved to diversity work, uh, just because as somebody who is part of the, an underrepresented community and in, in an intersectional alley standpoint, I had experiences where I would work in ad industries and feel um, excluded. I felt othered. And that was really hard, especially as somebody who was junior talent trying to find their way in this big corporate bubble, right? Um, but I, I, I took that and was like, okay, you know what? I don't want somebody to feel like that ever again. So then I was like, okay, how do I use my PM skills for good? Then I found diversity. Um, and at that time, this was like 20, 2017-ish, um, I was trying to ask around to see how I could get that experience. And there weren't many jobs at that time. Um, so I started uh, my own nonprofit um, at that time and, and co-founded it with somebody else. And, um, you know, it was catered towards creating mentorship for women of color who were trying to get into the creative industries. And it was really successful. Uh, we've had maybe in total like 1500 women go through that program. And that really kickstarted um, my full-time career into diversity work where I started at Droga5 um, and worked with Tiffany Edwards, who is just like my mentor, you know, my friend, my sister, like she, she is somebody who taught me the ropes when it came to diversity work. And in that space, I learned about program management, building communities and authentic communities, um, being consistent with uh, going back to the programming, like cultural moments and ensuring that they're authentic and they're coming from the community and it not just being like another happy hour. Um, I also manage partnerships uh, through uh, other organizations like MAPE, um, TH, uh, the T. Howard Foundation, Marcus Graham Project. So I got a lot of exposure to those organizations. And then I also was starting to uh, tap into um, those, those workplace strategies. So from a recruiting standpoint, helping them develop their uh, pipeline from a diversity um, point, and then um, working with them and their partnerships and their programming to get that, that, um, that talent through the door. I also um, was starting to tap into like employee re relations and having to develop that those one-on-one -on -one pieces um, and uh, create that trust and to understand that like, hey, diversity does have like an HR component to it um, and learning how to advocate ultimately. So that experience was like my very strong foundation for how I do things now. Um, it led to me trying something new at Condé Nast and um, and from a global standpoint, and it was really good um, to a point uh, that I felt like I was ready to level up. And before I knew it, there was another opportunity that knocked on my door to go to publicist group and lead efforts. And that was really where I, I got my, my leadership chops. Um, I took the time to um, really understand like what the needs were of that company and like tried to make some uh, recommendations on strategies and just how we could create that community and, and that inclusion. Um, and publicist is so huge. I, I love it. And I like, at the same time, am like, it's too big. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like there it's, it's a matrix within a matrix. And, um, I felt like, you know, I've been used to working at like independent shops like Droga before Accenture and Wyden and Kennedy. So like, it was kind of not, uh, maybe something that I was wanting at, at the end of it all. And then the many showed up and it was an independent agency, which had more potential for me to, um, implement things faster and with like, um, just more support, I think. Um, and I had, uh, res more available resources, um, in that, in that sense. So, um, from there, we just like, 
really went above and beyond. We, we created six employee resource groups, identified leadership um, and how we were gonna develop uh, them for those groups. Um, I also created um, different strategies as it pertains to not only recruiting, but also promotion, retention, um, employee experience, learning and development. So it, my my toolkit started to expand. And now um, outside of that, it's it's kind of trickled into my personal life now where people are asking me like, oh, can you speak on this panel? Or, oh, can you uh, give, like consult on this area? So then I'm starting to expand there too and like really give my point of view and and lend my experience to, to work and to um, panels ultimately and speaking engagements. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, love your experience that you've been at a ton of different agencies, kind of taking a little bit from each one as you progress and move up the ranks. Totally agree. You know, of course, this is an issue every agency and, and company has to deal with and should deal with and make their people feel heard. It tends to be that it's a little bit easier at some of these independent shops, like you were saying, because you can kind of just go in and find where the issue is and just start start making a change. But some of the private, you know, holding companies, it's, it's a bit more difficult. But as I'm sure you felt at the time, you know, the challenge is exciting and, and being able to go and really make an impact and start from the ground up, I'm sure is, is somewhat gratifying, even if it does take a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Each of those experiences, I, I really wouldn't change, you know, in any other way. Like I've, I've gained a lot of different things from each of those places and understood what I was looking for in terms of when it came to me finding my next role. Totally. Do you have a program that you're most proud of, of implementing? Oh, there's so many good ones. Uh, I, um, I feel like a couple come to mind in terms of um, at Droga5, we did this um, Black History Month uh, programming that was, this was right before COVID hit, um, February, 2020. And this was, a, this was the same, this year was also a leap year. So we got an extra day in uh, February. So we called it um, Black Bonus Day. And in that time, we kind of like did programming around that. Like, so what, like leaning into the fact that like um, black culture, like adds, adds value to, to things. Um, so we really loved that. We, we did like a video to, to encapsulate that, that feeling. Um, we had a um, black uh, business marketplace. Um, we call it a black bazaar. That's what it was awesome. It was like where we had like food and it was sponsored by Hennessy, which was one of our clients at the time or is still their, their client. Um, and it was just, it was an external event too. So that was an opportunity to bring talent in that and expose them to what Droga5 culture was. Um, and it was so exciting. <laughs> like we weren't expecting the, the amount of people that showed up. It was like over a hundred people, 120 people. Um, and it was just like good vibes. I felt like people were um, really just finding community in that. And, uh, and it felt authentic. It felt like we were like really doing this for the community ultimately. And so I, I, I want to continue to replicate programming and moments like that, um, but not only just around cultural pieces, like it needs, that needs to happen like every day if possible, you know, like that community and especially still kind of being in this weird hybrid remote model situation, like um, community is, is so important now more than ever. So um, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Super cool event. Sounds amazing. What what are some of your best qualities? And you've touched on them already, but I'll ask again. Um, I have a lot of passion and I have a lot of heart for this work. I mean, like it's personal, honestly. Um, and I take to heart every person that I come into contact that is impacted 
by this work. Um, I very much make it a point to develop that relationship and ensure that it's authentic. And um, often not when I when I tell people like, hey, like I'm I'm here to to help you. I'm here to um, be a, a a system of support. Um, and I'm here to advocate when you need me to advocate. And I I will do that. I, I will make sure that happens. I'm not afraid of hard conversations. I feel like I've learned along the way how to have those conversations. Um, and then I will say that I'm, I'm very like mission goal driven. Like I'm the type of person that's like, look, I, I see the vision. I see where we need to go and I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to do whatever it, it takes to make that happen. So like, um, and I tend to, what I tend to do and what people have told me is that I, I have this like sense of like bringing people in to like collaborate on the work and that's my favorite I love working with people like that like I'm a big people person if you can't tell <laughs> but um yeah like I I think that's what makes the work better ultimately like I'm only one person and if I can pull somebody in that it makes it all the better yeah I agree at the end of the day you know it's a people industry but we have to hear our people value our people make them feel included and uh, you know it kind of goes in tandem the, the the more you do and the more everyone feels included the work gets better. You know, I've seen that firsthand where I'm at, but you know, everyone just wants a seat at the table. And when you give them the seat at the table, you know, the, the opportunities and, and the work just gets that much better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What, what are you looking for in your next role? You, you've touched on it too. Um, I'm kind of open to a few areas. I, I like the strategy component. I like still like fostering that, that workplace uh, inclusion. Um, whether that's through the strategies that lead to programs, like I think that's my sweet spot. Like I, I do really well at creating programs and, and initiatives, but I also am interested in like really diving in deeper into the systems, especially when it comes to like talent acquisition. And so like I, I flexed in the TA uh, space because of some of the work that I've done with uh, diversity. Um, but like, what does that look like to um, be intentional and like create programming around that? And then I would also say to the other area that I'm interested in is like also going kind of client side and like seeing how does it inclusivity um, become fused into the work and like how do we have like inclusive strategies with the work um I feel like I can bring some experience to that point um not only live but also with the knowledge that I have um so I'm, I'm open I'm open to pretty much any industry I'm open to full-time consulting um yeah I, I just kind of I'm, I'm just eager to see what is going to come next um and I'm gonna be very like um curious of like and ask a lot of questions and and whoever hits me up <laughs> so. yeah as as you should and glad to hear that you're open for you know whatever opportunity comes your way of course not fun doing having to do a conversation like this but i've heard from so many people that the opportunity and, and doors these conversations open you know bring people to a, a role or, a, or an opportunity that they never thought they'd be in so hopefully that happens and you end up somewhere where maybe you didn't expect you'd be a year ago yeah yeah. And then I even think about just my personal projects too. Like I'm launching a podcast this month with two other uh, trans non-binary people of color. And like, I don't think that has happened in, at all in podcast history. So I'm, I'm really excited to launch that and get that going. And then just also continue speaking and um, being a, a, a voice for people and, um, and shedding some light on some important issues. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Definitely let me know when that podcast is live. But yes. that was, my next question was, you know, what do you do outside of work? So starting a podcast, what else? Yes. Uh, so 
<laughs> I'm laughing because I recently made the decision to start doing drag. Um, so I am going to be a drag queen. I'm going to start uh, attending open shows um, probably August, um, latest September. So I'm kind of working on my routines. I have a name, but it's it's not, um, it's not workplace friendly, <laughs> um, but, uh, it, uh, it's, you know, I'm going to try to see what's up with the New York scene and, um, just tap into that community because it, I feel like as it pertains to my gender identity, like it, it brings euphoria. It brings like happiness in terms of who I am. So I want to lean into that, um, and kind of play with androgyny and, um, all, all the genders at that point. Yeah, amazing, super fun. Second to last question before I pivot to the last one. You know, of course, all of us hopefully know why having, you know, DEI representative is important at, at every agency, but why do you feel, you know, like it's, you know, really something vital every agency should have? And are there still changes that you think, you know, need to be made in the industry, which of course there are, but I wonder what, you know, you're kind of prioritizing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that companies realize that the people um, are are uh, probably the greatest value they'll ever have. Um, the clients are important, but the people are really what make you money at the end of the day. And I, um, I, I don't want it to just be chalked up to like people make money, make you money. But like at the same time, like from a longevity standpoint, like it, it will impact a business. Um, people talk, people are keeping the receipts now, like fishbowl is very live. That's why we, that's why it was created, you know? Um, and people are not going to stand for a company that, you know, doesn't have good values um, and doesn't take care of its people right now. I mean, we had the great resignation. I still think that's still sticking around. Um, and like people are, and then with Gen Z really wanting better workplace, um, you know, um, situations. Um, I, I think it's important to like really put the time and care and, and be proactive because Gen Z is already starting to enter the workforce. Right. Um, and, outside of that, you know, I think what's really important is, you know, with, with the work itself, you know, people, there's been blunders before about people not having uh, the most authentic work or just uh, like, especially with Pride Month, like rainbow washing a lot of the work. And we need to be a little bit more creative because also from a consumer standpoint, people are not buying things just to buy things anymore. They're also doing the same thing as employees. Um, and so I, I think we need to be really intentional. I think we, we do need to have that humanity, humanitarian aspect back into the workplace um, because it does lead to longer retentions. It leads to better talent attraction. It leads to better work and it leads to more clients at the end of the day. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. So glad you, you got to talk about that. Last, last question for me is if there's a dream agency, client, brand, someone you want to give a little shout out to. Oh yeah. So, um, I'm looking potentially into FinTech. I think that's really interesting. Like, like the cash app, the square, um, Venmo could be cool. Um, and then, uh, Google, I love Google's like in inclusion work. It's, it is ridiculous that they are setting the standard in that and they are demanding it out of their clients. And so I would love to be part of that as well. Yeah. Their, their works. Amazing. So glad a, a huge, massive company like that is setting the bar. Uh, but hopefully everyone follows quickly. Yep. yep. That's, that's really it for me. Thanks so much for putting yourself out there and, and hopping on to do something like this. Thank you so much for having me. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, LinkedIn. So uh, Ash uh, 
Ramirez, um, R-A-M-I-R-E-Z. And then um, I'm on Instagram, uh, uh, your underscore Latina Papi, underscore Papi. Um, and then also the podcast is The Yesification Of, and we're on all platforms too. Awesome. Well, good luck and thanks so much. And that's a wrap for the 145th episode of Bouncing Back. You know, anyone who wants to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me a note at M-A-L-O-W-930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. And you can listen to all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks so much.